Rock versus Oskaloosa. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, talking the world of sports with you and localizing it. Whenever we can, and we certainly can today, and we'll do just that, as all four of our teams have uh, very important games this weekend. Two of them tonight. We'll go to St. Louis, catch up with Kevin Lehman. He's got the uh, the television call, the, at least the analytical portion of the call uh, this afternoon. I'm not sure who he's working with, but he'll be down in St. Louis. In fact, he's there now. We'll catch up with him at 1045. Prior to that, Tom Caker at about 1025 as we recap Trent, by the way, uh, great stat. Where did you pull out that worst? What was the? Give me that again. Uh, no team has lost. No Hawkeye team had lost three straight games by fourteen or more in forty-five years. In forty-five years, that uh, that predates me. Yes, that's. We're going back to the seventies. Uh-huh. What a decade Long. it was, Trent Condon. I've, I've heard the stories. Oh my, and they're all true. Yes, yes. Forty-five years. This is historically bad. Todd Licklider. Yeah. Never lost three straight games by 14 or more. And that says it all. You know, I was thinking this uh, driving in, because, um, you know, I don't want to go too hyperbolic. That's the worst game I've ever seen uh, a, an Iowa or an Iowa State team play, I think. I mean, what would it be? And I, of course, very quickly went to the Licklider era. Mm-hmm. They didn't. That, that was junior varsity. They didn't compete. That Wisconsin's good. Yes. Not great. Yeah, they're. They're middle of the pack in the Big Ten. They're, okay. They're not Purdue, Michigan, or Michigan State. They're Maryland, Wisconsin. Good. Ethan App was great, by the way. And by the way, yes, just, he was. Uh, just real quick on this. What an opportune time to pull your senior, one of the pillars of the program. We had Jim Polson on yesterday just to kind of pick his brain a little bit as to how this kid fits in in the history of Wisconsin basketball. I know Lace always the greatest, and he threw out a bunch of names. Of course, Frank the Tank was unbelievable. Uh, him and Hap uh, shared the court for one year. Um, so Hap makes two free throws. This has been the struggle amongst all struggles for him, right? I mean, he can't be on the floor mm-hmm. at the end of games because he's a liability because they're going to put him on the free throw line. He made 11 of 18 yesterday. But he made his final two free throws. There was a, a stretch in the game, maybe six minutes, five to six minutes left. Whenever he touched the ball, mm-hmm. a hawk was going to foul him. Yeah. And they did that. And he got to the line, two and a half minutes, somewhere like that, left. First free throw, swish. Second free throw, swish, horn. Out comes a sub. Hap leaves the floor after making two free throws in a row. How about that for being apropos? Yeah, quite a way to cap your career at the Cole Center and a beloved figure. I mean, yes. you, you could tell the outpouring of support for him and throughout his career. Quad Cities kid. Now, grew up on the wrong side of the river, but Iowa City is a little bit closer. Yeah, it is, Trent. That's one that makes you think if he... Now, uh, was there a... I mean, I don't recall... I mean, I don't follow recruiting. Was there a, an interest there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did, I, he, did he ever... Reciprocate? Uh, yeah, see himself as a hawk or no? I think the Wisconsin offer kind of changed things for him. Right. When, he, when the Badgers came calling yeah. and Bo Ryan said, hey, I think mm-hmm. you'd fit in well here. Is there a legacy there at Wisconsin I don't believe like so, that? no. I don't think anything like that. I think it was just that program and uh-huh. what they've been and... You know, even with the dip that they took back last year, Kaminsky was there. What we uh, um, final four national yeah, championship yeah, game they played yeah. in. 
That's lots of reasons to uh, to lean Madison. And as a Iowa fan, taking away my my radio hat, mm-hmm. just as a fan, man, Wisconsin. I'm growing up. They were terrible, terrible mm-hmm. football, Boy, terrible I was in basketball in sports. And the last 25 years, that flipped uh, script has completely flipped, yeah. and it's frustrating because the resources are touch better. There's no Wisconsin State that they have mm-hmm. to deal with. You got Marquette in basketball, mm-hmm. but. Man, to see the success that they have had, and when they have the chance to take that big step, they actually follow through. Something that I was seemingly uh, Big Ten Championship game 2015, you know, 2002 Orange Bowl, whatever it is, basketball wise, and Iowa can't take that step. The Badgers seemingly always take right. that next final step and then put themselves in the national conversation. Yeah, they and they have uh, Trent, no doubt about it. And football, likewise. I mean, they, mm-hmm. Iowa had that 12-10 game from 2012-10-2015, something like that. Was that the score in football? 17, 16, Some, I don't know 16, what it was. 16-13? low scoring anyways, yes. and, and, uh, and Wisconsin's got a chance, and the Hawks thwarted them mm-hmm. as it looked as though they were going to have their hearts broken, but it uh, conversely was the Badger fans that uh, uh, left the stadium. Um, not the happiest of bunch. But, but yeah, Trent, honestly, I mean, that's the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I don't know where else. I, yeah. I mean, maybe there was one. There was lick lighter ones, but I've no tried to block that all out of my mind. No starters. One shot a free throw. And don't give me the... I know you won't, but I saw this so... Oh, they're getting screwed. Uh, fix is in. Uh, the Badger's getting all the calls. Mm. You got beat by 20. Yep. Here's, the, here's my biggest takeaway from this game, p- p- trying to find a positive. Connor McCaffrey is really good as the horn is about to go and end the game at hitting a three. He's done that for uh, two consecutive games now. Meaningless threes at the end of the game, he is the guy I want with the ball in his hands because he cut it to 20. He cut it to 20 right. after, what, cutting it to 14 the game before, 16 the game before? Whatever it was. It was disappointing, And um, but boy, oh boy. Are we going to see another win out of uh, the big two in the state? Not this weekend. No? Um, I don't think so. I think, look, at uh, Stephen M. Sipple coming on at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Been trying to find a way to get Sip into the program. And with Nebraska and I was set to collide. Well, I think he's working on, on the statue for Scott Frost. He's been a little busy over there. How would you guys stop it? They're, they're, they're going to break your heart. They're going to break your heart, Hawkeye fans. They're coming. Uh-huh. I know you don't want to believe it, but the arrow's pointing up with the football program. No, I'm not saying it's, there's, there's going to reach a point where it can't go any higher, that arrow. I'm, never, I'm not saying they're going back to where they were. But I think the I think Nebraska is going to be a pain in the ass in the Big Ten West football wise. Oh, I agree with you there. Yeah, it, I mean just, I'm not saying they're going national championship. No, 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 no. And no. that's where I think the the difference in us lies is I think he will get them to level and probably the level a step beyond even Bo Pelini, who would win nine ten mm-hmm. games every year but never could get mm-hmm. past that. It'd be a nine and four year. Solid. Not like, great. They'll, they'll represent the Big Ten West and yeah. actually put up a fight. Right. Right. As opposed to the last time they got there. But then once they get to that level. I don't know in today's college football yeah, age if they can get past that. Nor do I. And, and if the Nebraska fans are willing to accept that. Well, they almost have to, right? Mm. That, that, i got to think. Yeah, uh, maybe, it's maybe fans. Not. I know, I know. It's fans. I thought that generation might be dying off. But anyways, back to what we saw last night. Mm-hmm. C- can you find a positive? I mean, I From kidded, Iowa? Yeah, I've, I kidded about McCaffrey that he's really good at hitting <laughs> the three at the end of the game. Um, what, what was the positive? I mean, Tyler Cook didn't score. They didn't. They looked like the junior varsity team last night. They were so overmatched in that basketball game by a mm, okay Wisconsin team. 
okay. Yes, average. Right. Are uh, they getting out of the average. first weekend of the tournament? We don't know matchups yet, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I can't sit here and say that this is a team that's going to play in the second weekend of the tournament. No, no. I don't think they are. They can, but yeah, right. I love Ethan Happ's game. I love watching the kid play last night. Mm-hmm. I really and truly did. Um, and that probably kept me on that game. I mean, there were so many times that I wanted to find something else. Luckily, there was really nothing else to watch last night. Well, luckily for me, I was oh, calling you had, a game. Oh, you had a game last night. So I got to listen to the second half with Jim Elbrecht on the call with no Gary Dalton. How, did, how is he? He he calls the game. He calls the game. He calls the game. They they have to have somebody in that spot. Not not my favorite broadcaster. Yeah. I'll just put it that way. Right. But uh, it's I, I'm glad I didn't watch the last eight minutes. I I went back and watched fast forward on DVR you this didn't morning. Didn't miss anything. And didn't miss anything. Saw what you talked about with Hap going out and mm-hmm. how good for him. Mm-hmm. And my frustration with with Wisconsin continued. Positive. Nobody got hurt. Yeah. McCaffrey will be back on the sideline Sunday. Well, and you know what? This is a different basketball team with their head coach, and this isn't a knock at Francis or Sparrow. This is just the, the, he is their courage. He is their confidence. You know, they they feed off of their head coach. He is the face of the program. It's not a player. It's not a player. He is the face of their program. He's like, and I'm not even going to say this name, the former Indiana coach, because he was the face of that. I'm not comparing the two. But you get my point? Yes, is, yeah. He's, it's not a player that Ethan Hap's the face of Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? Uh, you can go through college basketball and you can find that guy. Fran McCaffrey's the face of the Iowa Hawkeyes men's basketball program. It's their head coach. Yes. He is their personality. Yes. He is the driving force. And he's a guy that can galvanize it. And. The funny thing is, is we're looking at yet another fade with Fran. Mm-hmm. Is Boy, those wins covered up a lot of warts. They did. You know, I fell for it, too. I did. I mean, I really did. Shame on me. It, this is different, maybe not. You know, the conversation that we had at the beginning of the year, going back to when they went out to Madison Square Garden, they beat Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of times when Oregon would make a run, and I responded. Maybe this is a little bit different. Trent felt good after that trip, man. You felt good after that trip. Big Ten season begins, the early Big Ten season with the Michigan State and Wisconsin losses, and mm-hmm. here comes Iowa State. Not many people are confident. What do they no, do? They pounded they Iowa State. They throttled them. Maybe this team is different. Cordell Bamsel. And now we get to the end of the season. After having these conversations for months, that this team looks different, it doesn't look any different mm-hmm. than other Fray McCaffrey teams. Wide open... Sashays to the basket time mm-hmm. after time after time again. Guys losing their guard, um, losing their man, and just wide open under the basket for an easy lay-in. Um, the getting beat on the offensive glass again. Trent no score in double digits in the basketball game. Tyler Cook, who's he's not going pro. Where, where's Tyler Cook going? Where, where does he think Istanbul? You know what? Well. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Tyler Cook's game, right? There's a whole lot of six eight athletes yeah, in absolutely. college basketball. Yep. What does he? What does he do better than all the? What's going to separate him from the six seven, six eight, six nine athletes that are playing college basketball right now? What does he do different? Athleticism yeah. is what he has. He is in the upper percent percentile of that. Mm-hmm. But that's it, right? Where's the guy that we saw at the beginning of the year that was a playmaker, that was a facilitator, and? Could actually do something when he went off the bounce and got to the rim. He would finish. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Is it worn down? Is this team physically, mentally again worn down? You got questions that have nothing to do with basketball. Two different times this year mm-hmm. with the play-by-play broadcaster. You have a coach that was suspended for two games. Does all this again 
There's reasons for the fades. There, there's always reasons that you can point to, but they always happen. Always, I guess that's a misnomer, they happen a lot. This is the third good team that has collapsed down the stretch under Iowa. Mm-hmm. Good enough to be an NCAA tournament team, and good enough, all three of these, to be in position to be a top-four seed at one point. You know, Late January or early February, that was a real conversation with all three of these really good Iowa teams, yet all three of them fell apart late. What has happened to both of the schools that moved the needle? I mean, no offense to Drake and no offense to you and I, and they'll both play tonight, and I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to watching both of those games. Good Friday night. It is going to be a throw in the Jets in Carolina, what? a growler of Stella, Ooh. a little live PD maybe between uh, at halftime. I'm all set. I got my Friday night planned. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. Can I interest you in no. 665-1 Norwalk Oskaloosa? What time do they play? 645. Nope. 635. Nope. I'm going to watch Drake. You'll be watching Drake. I'm did that get the flip back and forth? Yeah, between the Jets and, and Drake. Uh, it's number three on the <laughs> that, list. That, that, that flip has never been done before, by the way. I uh, think I'm about to make history at the Miller House, from the Winnipeg Jets to the Drake Bulldogs back and forth. Never happened. Um, you know, a good Friday night, but yeah. It but, is a good Friday. And it's, yeah. What has happened to Iowa and Iowa State? They're different. You asked the question Wednesday, Tuesday, one day early. When, when were we off? Wednesday was probably Tuesday. You asked the question about the four, the four in-state teams. Who, mm-hmm. do you, who do you have the most faith in right now? And your answer was you and I. It was, yeah. And they're, what, a slight dog tonight? Four, uh, it's up to four. It opened two and a half, so it's creeping the way of the Salukis. Right? Um, and I went Drake, and you mm-hmm. went you and I, and neither one of us even, I don't think, entertained <laughs> the thought of throwing out Iowa or Iowa no. State. Uh, what Iowa State team is going to show up against Texas Tech tomorrow? Look at this is Hilton Coliseum where they have just owned the opposition in front of the fan base. If they get beat tomorrow, this will be their fourth conference loss at home. That's unthinkable. It's unthinkable. Are you when you're W and Ling, as I'm sure most fans do, I love to do that too before the season. And you start off, and, and even without going through the games individually, at worst. You put down seven and two at home. At worst, yeah, worst. That's the worst case scenario. But you're maybe thinking, Kansas gets you right, eight and one. And you know what? We really could be nine yeah. and zero. It's unfathomable to put down five and four at Hilton. And there's a pretty good chance that's going to happen, Trent, because here comes the Texas Tech team who's got a whole lot of physicality and a whole lot of want. And I don't see any want too in this Iowa State team. A ton to play for. Mm-hmm. Not only the regular season title, but with it. Maybe outright, depending on what happens with K-State. They play Oklahoma. They host Oklahoma. What time is that game? There's a good question. What time's that game? Will it be going on at the same time? Will Texas Tech-Iowa State, do you know? Uh, Texas Tech-Iowa State's at 1. 1. I know that. But what time's the Oklahoma-K-State game? That is a 5 o'clock start. Uh, So is North Carolina-Duke, isn't it? Yeah, and then 7 o'clock for Michigan-Michigan State. How's that for a back-to-backer? Trent, get tight on. These next three, four weeks of Saturday uh, basketball is going to be off the charts. right? Big 12 has everything staggered. 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock for two games, then 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock. So the other game going on at 1 is Kansas and Baylor. Yep. And uh, the early game, TCU at Texas. And Baylor's locked into the – they're going to play Iowa State on Thursday morning. So Texas Tech, then Baylor for Iowa State. I can't envision a victory. I mean, Drew's got Prohm's number. I can't either. I mean, here's the... You know who I feel bad for in this whole thing? I feel bad for the service industry in Kansas City. Yeah. Because look at... Chrome yes. fans, they go in mass. They yeah, take they over that, They take over that city. Mm-hmm. And if they get beat on Thursday, I mean, maybe stick around. Maybe. Yeah. 
Maybe. That, that's a maybe. That's it. Perhaps. There's going to be a whole bunch of hotel rooms, a whole bunch of uh, waiters, waitresses, bartenders that think are, they're going to about get fat this weekend on the tips that they're going to, because this Cyclone fan base, they come in mass and they bring pockets full of dough. Well, they're not staying very long. You'd only spend so much, I would think. You'd be right. drowned your sorrows, but um, Texas Tech and Baylor is their winner. You know what? This can sound, no, I'm not. Mm, maybe tomorrow. I just hope if they get beat tomorrow, show a pulse. Yes. Because, Trent, they didn't in Morgantown. They, the last place they wanted to be was on the floor taking on Bob Huggins' last place West Virginia team. That was, they didn't want to be there. Didn't want, and, and Iowa didn't want to be in Madison last night. That was very apparent. And that's the concerning part about all this. It's not the losses. You can handle losses in college basketball, especially when. But show up. Yes. Compete. Right. Be out there. Hey, I just found a positive. Oh. I did not see a shot of the Hawkeye bench late in the game down 28 of somebody doubled over in laughter. <laughs> I'm going to put that, I'm going to check that as a, in the positive side of the column. Yeah, they, I didn't see that. You didn't see any infighting out on the floor? Yeah, I didn't mind that. I, I, I'm, I'm glad Jacobs had tried to light a fuse or tried to get it. Uh, um, but I didn't see that. Nobody put that in the negative column. Nobody broke a toe? Nobody broke a toe. No, not that we know of. Um, is Shaq going to play tomorrow? we got Dylan Monts at 1120. Yeah. I'm not sure Dylan will know anymore because I haven't seen Petey or Travis Hines or anybody uh, with an update on, on on his status. Dylan, an hour from now, aimstrib.com uh, for Dylan Monts. So are, are we back to what we were a year ago? Are yeah, we gonna, I kind of wish the season was over. Are we adopting, we're going to be adopting teams come NCAA tournament time? year ago is my Rhode Island Rams. Who am I going to take? Yeah, Nebraska last year. They didn't make it. <laughs> Nebraska last year. Uh, you can have the Cornhuskers again. They got to no, run it no, in Chicago. No, 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 no. Tim Miles' final game. I mean, when, yeah. when does he put the for sale sign in front of the house in Lincoln? Maybe it's already up. Greg McDermott might be doing the same. Yeah, see, well, they got caught yeah, up it was in the event. assistant, right? Of course, it's always an assistant. Right, right, right. They did, and and TCU is the other school. Yes. Yep. Um, and how about uh, Wade at LSU? I mean, they got him on tape. How did I, and, and unfortunately, because LSU's pretty good. They're really good. What, what do you do there? What do you do with Will Wade? If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're the, LSU? If you're LSU, yes. How can you keep him? I mean, Trent, he's overshadowing an opportunity. They've got a chance to win an SEC tournament. Yeah. They got a chance still at the regular season where, title. Where, they could be a top two seed. I'm good. I was just going to look. Where does Shelby have them this morning? LSU, he has as a three. Yeah. Uh, can, uh, let me update you on the two locals. Iowa is, uh, where's Iowa State? Iowa State, a seven. He has Iowa State, as we talked about yesterday, downtown Des Moines, taking on the Buckeyes. Yuck. Iowa State will win that game. I've seen that before. I've seen Ohio State. That's Iowa what I State. told you yesterday. Yeah. Somebody has to win these games. Yeah. And the winner gets Kentucky. Uh, Iowa, conversely, is still on the eight line. Now they're the close, they're closer to the nine than they are to the eight. They're Shelby's last eight seed, and they would be headed to Salt Lake City. How crazy is this? Their opponent is the Pac 12 champion who will get into the tournament as a nine seed. The Washington Huskies? Yes. How bad is the Pac 12? There's their regular season champ. A nine seed. Mike Hopkins in the matchup zone. Oh, my God. That's And if they win, they take on the Zags. Been there before, too. Yeah. 
Saw how that happened. We did see how that happened. Uh, we're, Tom Caker's going to happen next. Miller and Condon underway. Boy, oh boy, not a very fun show, is it? That was just that was disgraceful last night. Yeah, that was awful. Let's turn it around. Let's let's get chipper here. It's fine. I don't know. It's going to be warmer sometime, right? No. No. Iowa State's in Des Moines. McCaffrey's good at hitting threes at the end of the buzzer. No one. Down by 20. Down, down by 20. In this case, down by 28. No one um, doubled over in laughter for the Hawks last night. That's a positive. Can't say that about Iowa State on Wednesday night. Baseball's right around the corner. It is. Except Miguel Sano's out till May. You saw that. Oh. Yeah. Saw that. Case Keenum's a Redskin. Broncos get cap relief. Oh, you like that? I do like that part of it. Um, Mr. Sunshine. Ken Mr. Miller. Sunshine, right. Uh, it's Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 14 On Facebook. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you until noon. 15 minutes or so, we'll go to St. Louis, the Gateway City. Kevin Lehman has got the uh, color on a number of the broadcasts today, live from St. Louis. We'll talk to Kevin Lehman, preview Drake. They play at 6, Northern Iowa. We'll follow them about uh, 8.30 or thereabouts. Let's get Tom Cakert in here, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, Tom, uh, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Tom Cakert. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm probably better than Trent is right now. Why do you say that? No, Trent seems to enjoy. Well, I shouldn't say enjoy. He takes these hard. Yes, you know, I'm does. over it. I'm over it. It just this team's lost. They're not going to win another game this year. They're going to get beat again by a double digit seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to flame out, and I'm resigned to that fact. And it's fine. My question is why. Three of the best teams under Freya McCaffrey have completely fallen apart down this stretch. Individually, there's each reasons, but this is becoming quite the trend. My question, Tom Kakert, why? Yeah, I, I, I think Fran probably wonders why. Um, I think each of them are kind of unique. Um, you know, the, the one year when they kind of melted down, I mean, that was right around the same time that Patrick came down with uh, you know, the diagnosis mm-hmm. of cancer. Yep. I, I just think that was, you know, kind of a unique thing. Um, this one, boy, it just seems like ever since the Dolph thing and then Fran blows up and mm-hmm. it's, but I, don't, I, I guess I don't understand why those things impact the players. Right. <clears throat> That's the thing. I don't, I don't, I'm like, what does Gary Dolphin have to do with a player? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, they clearly missed Fran last night. I, Fran may have, you know, lost his mind last night if he was uh, if he was there coaching. I, I think he he would have probably lost it. Yeah, uh, you know, and here's where I'll go with you on Fran McCaffrey, and I agree with you to an extent, Tom, because to me he is their he's their swag. You know, he's not a player, 
as we know, but he's their he's the face of the program, no doubt. I wish it was a player that's the face of the program, not a coach. But Fran McCaffrey's their courage. He's their confidence. He's going to stick up for them. He's going to battle the referees for them. And they just seem like a different team without it. Tom, we didn't have a score in double digits. We didn't have a starter make it to the free throw line last night, which is impossible to do. Um, Fran McCaffrey is missed. I agree with you in that respect. Yeah, but it still doesn't explain it. I mean, at some point you have your pride kicks in um, just as a, a human being, and you, you battle and you start fighting a little bit. And they just they rolled over last night, and that's a bad sign mm-hmm. uh, at this point in the year. And and especially with so much to play for, that's the thing that always puzzles me is how, how a, a team can go in the tank when they've got so much to play for an NCAA tournament, of potentially making a run in the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, I know they'll say, well, we're just, uh, you know, we'll click it back in. I, sometimes when you just lose it, you lose it. And it, it just seems like this team is just uh, – I, and I, I'm – I'm at a loss. I don't know. There was just not a lot of hustle out there last night for many. No want to, Tom. They didn't want to play last night. Yeah, it's uh, it was. Uh, I, I I was stunned watching it because, and then the thing that stuns you about it is, really for the whole year they've played pretty hard in just about in every game. I mean, the result might not have been there against both games against Michigan State and Purdue. Um, you know, those three games, I think, stand out as being, well, it's kind of got housed a little bit. But every other game has been competitive. Every other one, except, you know, the, until these last three. And that's, that's where you just, you can't, can't figure it out. It's, it's odd. As you can see, Tom, on your message boards, there, there's a lot of frustration out there. Frey McCaffrey yeah. is not on a hot seat. Nope. He uh, signed a contract extension about a year and a half ago. Nice job, Scott Dockerman. Yeah, we never would have known. We didn't find out about it until months later when uh, it finally came out in January. But, Tom, going into next season is question one. It, could there be a hot seat next year? Is still the contract untenable for that? Part two, we saw a coach leave Iowa a decade plus ago and Steve Alford a step down but going to a good program in New Mexico because they, they were nipping at his heels. Got out in front of the posse. Patrick will be a freshman next season if there is an opportunity. Temple's going to be open. Free and Dumphy, this is his last season at Temple. Go back home. Go back to Philadelphia. Any way at all you so can envision. So kind of a Greg McDermott kind yes. of get lucky and yeah. fall into something. Could you envision that at all, or am I completely wet here? Uh, well, two separate questions. First one I'll, I'll tackle with hot seat thing. Remember, they were foreign. 14 last year in the mm-hmm. Big Ten. They were going to finish 10-10. Yeah. They, were, they were a bad basketball team. And, you know, I, I, I would think they're still going to make the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know, even though they're limping in. Uh, but uh, I would think they're still going to be in. Uh, so, you know, you can't put a guy in a hot seat going into next year just because they kind of laid an egg down the stretch. The uh, I've talked to some of my friends about this. Is this... It, if if there's a year that Fran is going to hit the escape hatch, this is the year because Patrick's coming in. Mm-hmm. After that, you're he's just got to ride it out at mm-hmm. that point uh, mm-hmm. with Patrick coming in and having Patrick and Connor on the team. Mm. Uh, Tom, you know, K- one, one school. You know, one school I would keep an eye on. Okay, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. 
Oh, that's where he started his playing career before yeah. he transferred to Penn. Got to yeah. be better than Danny Manning. Ooh, yeah, boy, they, they, you know what? They Andy, had that Andy, uh, game the other night. Andy, Andy coached at UNC Greensboro. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Wake. I don't know how that shot didn't go in against Duke at the end of that game on Tuesday night. Either. Oh, my God, Tom, wasn't that? That was heartbreaking. The country it, was pulling it for the Deeks. Twice. It did. It may- <laughs> yeah. And then rolled out. Uh, and I then, don't know. yeah, That's just, Coach K. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was. Is there a positive you can take away from last night, Tom? I mean, f- can you find one? I can't. I can't either. You know, we, we said in jest that at least none of the Hawkeyes were doubled over in laughter after the down 28, like we saw in Morgantown the other night with Iowa State players. Just for whatever reason, they're getting their brains beat in, and they found it funny. Yeah, at least. Um... At least nobody got hurt and nobody fought with each other on the court. There you go. Guess, Not a I whole lot of positives. Oh. And, and Fran didn't yell at a ref. Yeah. yeah. Boy, that would have been fun. And he, watching the game by himself in his hotel room, does he wear his t- a shirt and tie and his sport coat when he's watching the game? Right. He, <laughs> when he doesn't have to wear that, he's usually Mr. Casual. Yeah, so, don't blame uh, him. Yeah. Not good. All right, so what do you expect this weekend, Tom? A Nebraska team that's, you know, this is Tim Miles' last opportunity to play at Pinnacle, or to coach at Pinnacle. He's done uh, after this year. He'll take his team to Nebraska, or to Chicago, rather, and who knows what happens once they get there. But this is his last opportunity. They're saying goodbye to a pretty good class of players. I mean, they, they underachieved clearly, but they have some athletes and some talent there. What do you expect on Sunday afternoon? I expect a really kind of fired-up Nebraska team. Because, you know, while the results haven't been there, I kind of think they still really like Tim Miles, really love playing for him. Uh, and, and they have played pretty well in that building. It's not long ago, maybe two weeks ago, they gave Purdue everything they could handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think lost by three. In they that did, game. yep, 75-72. You know, they they have been a pretty salty team at, at home. So, uh you know, everybody's like, well, Iowa should go in and beat Nebraska. Yeah. I'm like, Nebraska's going to be favored in that game. Yep. And I, they probably should be. They just haven't been good since uh, Copeland uh, got mm-hmm. hurt. But they've still got capable guys. Palmer can put 30 on you. Yep. Um, you know, we've seen Glenn Watson go off against Iowa, and Roby's got the potential to score. But they just don't have much beyond that. And that's maybe Iowa's hope is that somebody can get going. I'll tell you who plays usually plays pretty well at Pinnacle Bank, Isaiah Moss. So maybe he Boy, he's due. Yet. Yeah. There's a lot of people do. A lot of people do. <laughs> hey, on the basketball front, there is some positive basketball news. It's just on the women's side of things as Mega Gustafson wins Big Ten Player of the Year. They're going to be at home for the first two rounds of the that? NCAA we, we, tournament. We've got both of the both of the, uh, the yeah. in-state schools, Big 12 Player of the Year, Big Ten Player of the Year. How about that? Pretty good. Yeah. We, we got really good women's, women's basketball, as bad as the men's side has been here lately. Gustafson, all-timer, Jersey retirement, all those great things that are happening there. And uh, Iowa gets ready for the NCAA tour. Can they get a run, though? The women. Can they make a run into the second weekend? They'll probably be, what, a top two or three seed? Yeah, they're probably going to be a two or a three, depending on how they do this week. Uh, last week they were two. Uh, so they're going to get to host two games So at Carver-Hawkeye uh, when the women's tournament gets announced. So they're going to have a chance to make a little bit of uh, a run and, and make it into that second weekend. It would be kind of cool. One of the, the sites, and that's the Sweet 16 sites this year, is Chicago. Hmm. So it would be kind of cool if uh, the Iowa women could make it uh, 
win their first two, get to Chicago. Here's kind of a uh, wild fact. Megan Gustafson has never won an NCAA tournament game. As accomplished as she is, hmm. she has not uh, made it out of uh, the first game in the NCAA tournament. That, that's that's a strange one. Uh, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com is our guest. Uh, Tom, any news football-wise? I, we, had, um, we had Mark Morehouse yesterday, and I guess I didn't realize this, that Iowa hasn't announced when football starts this spring. That's kind of odd that, they, that they're keeping that, um, for whatever reason, under wraps, at least uh, according to Mark. I was surprised at that. Yeah, they usually start up the Wednesday after spring break is usually their first kind of kickoff of, Football, so I think it's like the 26th or something that uh, because they're having pro day on like the 25th or 24th uh, in Iowa City, so uh, it's usually right after pro day. So they'll get started. I, I, I guess just the the only football news was just the Reese Morgan retirement. Yeah, huge. Just uh, you know, it was a huge impact on recruiting. Impact on just I, I made the argument the other day that other than Norm Parker, is there uh, a more important and better hire that Kirk Ferentz made than Reese Morgan. Greg Davis, maybe? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tom, you do so much with recruiting and, and that side of it. You know what Reese has been able to unearth. You know, who who fills that role now? Who becomes the guy to, to find that guy overlooked here in the state of Iowa, surrounding states? Who takes that position? It, it's It's a tough position to fill, I bet. That's the, the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, you can find a position coach, and I, I'm still convinced Reese, Reese could coach any position on a football field, and it would end up being probably your top position or top two position, no matter what your mm. talent level was. He's just that good of a coach and teacher, but he is such a great recruiter and just, you know, would find a, the Josie Jewels and the Brandon Myers and the Tanner Millers and, you know, all these walk-on kids that just turn out to be, you know, Brett Greenwood-type players that get them to walk on at Iowa. Tyler Lukey is another kid that, you know, comes to mind. He just he had that ability, and they've got to find somebody. I would think LeVar Woods or Seth Wallace might be the guy just because they have in-state ties, and uh, you'd think that might help them out, but it's hard to say right now and it's really going to be an interesting decision for Kirk. Hmm. Tom, when we talk to you next Friday from Chicago, will we be talking about uh Hawks packing it up and you know heading home and waiting to see if they uh if they hear their name called on Sunday or will we be previewing today's game? Good question. Based on the evidence of the last three games, <laughs> yep. I'm probably I'm probably going to be uh, waking up in a hotel room and packing my bag. Yeah, I know which way I'm leaning. Back as to well. the Quad Cities. Uh, good stuff, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Maybe Have a stop a- at, maybe a stop at Portillo's. There you go. Make a positive out of the trip. Absolutely should. Uh, Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, thank you. Talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, let's go to St. Louis, talk about Drake and you and I. They've got a couple of big games tonight, trying to keep their seasons alive. Drake, a slight favorite. You and I, a slight dog, right? Drake's favorite, did I see three and a half? Four is where, yeah, where I saw it. And then the other side, you and I, a four-point dog now against Illinois State. Will we use those two games in the Claxons? I would anticipate we would. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, we'll use, obviously, Iowa State and Texas Tech, and we'll come up with a number for Nebraska hosting Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think the tiebreaker is going to be, let's do something out of the norm. 
Uh, tiebreaker total points, and this is for an hour from now, not now, one hour from now as we give away the klaxons. Um, total points, Duke, North Carolina, and Michigan and Michigan State. Two games. Let's do it. Let's total points. separation. All right. One's at five, one's at seven. Locked and loaded. Yeah, it's going to be a fun Saturday night at College Hoops. Next weekend, likewise, the following. Oh, boy, it's upon us. Here we March go. is really good. I know that I'm an October guy, and I mm-hmm. say it every year. But, boy, oh, boy, March comes around and just shows you that, the, the for, at least for me, that the separation between those two months. Mm-hmm. My opinion, the two best months on the sports calendar by a mile. I know a lot of you like March. I'll take October, but, boy, March is outstanding. April, underrated. Yeah, say that every year. Underrated. Baseball starts the Masters. Final Four, because the Final, Final Four is Four. in April. And you're going. I'm going, yes. That that even ramps yep. it up. Yep. You get the Masters, the yep. beginning of baseball season. Uh-huh. Should be NCAA wrestling, but... It's not. It's you, not. You can't include that one. <sighs> it's a good one. It's, underrated. It's, it's underrated. I'll What's the worst? Um, July. July. I think July. What do you, what's July got? July's got college football... British Open. Media... Yeah, I love the British Open. It's my favorite major, but is that enough to carry to take? The, no, All Star Game. No, I love it. But the one All Star Game I'll watch. I think June. You think June? June's got U.S. Open. Yeah, Belmont Stakes. If there's a Triple Crown mm. on the line, I know that's a stretch for the ninety percent of the audience. But it's baseball game fifty-eight. <laughs> We'll talk about it, Trent. Don't be killing game 58. Oh, it'll be big when it gets here. Yes, it will. Miller and Condon, Kevin Lehman next, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, it's Keith Murphy. Catch Murph and Andy today at 2 as we talk sports and more. Listen from your home or office with Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. Hey, guys, Trent Condon back here once again for New Leaf Wellness. Going on in the month of March, a way for you to get in better health And do it by saving a little bit of money. How about this? The free food sensitivity test going on right now when you get the hormone testing. Food sensitivity testing helps optimize hormone therapy. If you're fighting inflammation due to food sensitivities, your natural hormone therapy won't deliver the results you want. This can help you with that. Also during March, March, BioWax, get another wax free. Get rid of that unsightly hair. New Leaf Wellness. So many different things that they can do to help you get in better health. Feel better about yourself. Let's do it together. I'm on a couple of treatment programs that's helped me lose weight, and they can do the same for you. What you can do, schedule a free, no-obligation consultation at New Leaf Wellness by calling 515-650-1358. Again, 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness, or go online, newleafcenters.com, for more information. And when you get there, don't forget to text. Slash women. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Huskers, Hawkeyes, just some Husker football with Sip to start the 11 o'clock hour. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com, about 11.20. Claxton's Barbecue before we get out of here as well. Let's get right to Kevin Lehman. Kevin, we're running a little bit late. We apologize for being patient with us. Thank you for coming on. How is St. Louis, Kevin Lehman? The weather's good. I can say that much about it. Uh, than Iowa. But uh, we've got some exciting games. Today's got... Four in a row. Of course, the Bulldogs are playing and the Panthers yep. are playing today. No, it's one of my favorite days of the year. I always love St. Louis on Thursday at this tournament. How many will you do today, Kev? I got all four. So I got the 12 o'clock tip off this first game with Loyola. 
and Valpo. Then I hop over to radio. So the second one, uh, I can't remember who's playing. Bradley, Missouri State, and then I'm back <laughs> on TV for uh, Illinois State against the Bulldogs. I found the games last night on Fox Sports Midwest. I'd assume that that's where the remainder of them will be, of course, until it changes when we get to Sunday. You know what? Saturday might be CBS Sports Network. Do you know, yeah. Kevin? Yeah, CBS Sports Network, and then uh, – Sunday championship game is on CBS. That's what I thought, the big one. Let's talk about the two games tonight because they moved the needle here. Um, you know what? Watching that game last night, I thought Evansville's had a chance to upset uh, the Redbirds. I really did. It didn't go that way as Illinois State was able to to hold them off. But uh, first of all, let's, uh, let's preview the Drake tilt, and what do you see in that one? Drake, Illinois State, tough to play on short rest, but um, you know what? The kids, are, the kids understand if they get beat, they're going home. Uh, how do you see this game tonight? The Redbirds swept them in the regular season. Yeah, that's an interesting fact that they did sweep them, and then you've got uh, D.J. Wilkins out. So yes. The Drake team, basically it was six scholarship players, and Garrett Sturch the walk-on. But we've seen Darren DeVries create magic all season long, so I'm not going to be surprised if he's able to put it together again tonight against Illinois State. And I had the Illinois State game last night. I think you might have watched it. Mm-hmm. It could be their own worst enemy. Probably the most talented team in the Valley as far as physical talent, but they take some contested shots and uh, they just they just seem to keep tripping over their own skis. Is it a just factor of talented guys in Illinois State? Everybody wants to get theirs. Is it a coaching problem? I mean, if you zero in and what has plagued Illinois State, like you said, incredibly talented. They were preseason number two in the league this year and fell to the seventh seed. What do you think it is with the Redbirds? Well, Trent, you've been around basketball a long time, and you know it's not always talent that wins. It's the team that has the pieces that fit together. And I was with Eldon Miller at Northern Iowa, we always recruited trying to put pieces of the puzzle together, players that complemented one another and knew their roles. I'm not sure if this Illinois State team quite knows their roles yet. Malik Yarbrough is the most talented no player question. in the Valley. If anybody's going to the NBA out of the Valley, right. it's Malik Yarbrough. But, uh, you know, he picked up three fouls early in the first half of that game, and mm-hmm. he just... Uh, he does some things that are just out of character. And Phil Fain was great last night. Inside, uh, I tell you, Ken, he is a beast inside. It's going to be a great matchup when you see Fain go against Nick McGlynn. McGlynn, Defensive Player of the Year in the Valley. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, so what does Drake have to do to, to, to advance to Saturday, Kevin? Because I think it's a really tough spot for him. I know they're a slight favorite, and, and Illinois State, you'd, you'd, you'd hope that they're going to wear down, at least at uh, you know maybe late in the second half, whatever. But what is Drake going to have to do to advance? Well, their biggest concern, and I talked to Darren about this yesterday at, at the uh, luncheon for Coach of the Year, was his point guard position because Noah Thomas, plays there, but he was using D.J. Wilkins in that position quite a bit. So, Sturts may have to play some. Uh, he doesn't like Ellington because he wants him coming off ball screens for jump shots. Right. Noah Thomas has to play under control. and One issue he has, he's got one speed and sometimes it's too fast. But he has grown throughout this year. He'll be a big key tonight uh, going against the Illinois State team that's going to change defenses on you. A team that's very long. But what I like about Drake, what they do offensively, they really spread you out. They've got McGlynn that can play inside, can score from the three-point line. You put Ellison as a shooter, and Tremel Murphy 
has been tremendous. I love his game. Now, this guy turned down some high major bids, uh, offers to come to Drake with his twin brother. Right. And his twin brother's going to have to step up, Anthony Murphy. Uh, he's going to have to play a big role tonight if Drake's going to be able to advance. Let's go to the second game of the night session. That'll be you and I as they go up against Southern Illinois like Drake. The Panthers were swept by their opponent in the regular season series. Southern Illinois pipping inside. Panthers, well, it'll be the third time they've seen the Salukis. What do they have to do different tonight? Well, Kavian Pippen, when he wants to play, is a beast. And what Northern Iowa does on the post is they'll double from different directions, from the backside, from the ball side, sometimes off a man. The other issue you have with Kavian Pippen is Armand Fletcher. And Fletcher was suspended the first game when they got they played in the Cloud Center. He's come back and had a couple 34-point games. Six-six. He's a matchup issue uh, for the Panthers. And so the Panthers have to play their patient game that they do. I think this game needs to be a, a slower pace. And you have to make Southern Illinois guard you from side to side. And you've got a gang rebound. You've got to have five guys on there and board against the Southern Illinois team. Now, Southern Illinois team may be the hottest team coming to this tournament as far as finishing off the end of the season strong. So mm. they're a heavy favorite uh, in my eyes to advance because of what they have inside and what they have outside. Give us an idea, Kevin, as, uh, as far as the city, the fan bases, that they made their way down. Look, Thursday, it's, it's really impossible to gauge. Uh, there wasn't a lot of people uh, in the building last night, but um, Friday's a whole different animal. What will today be like? Will we see more Drake Blue? I would anticipate that's the case, although it was kind of treacherous with the weather yesterday getting down there. Will there be more Drake Blue in the stands than normal? I would assume that. And then what about Panther fans? Are they making their way? What have you seen so far? Ken, my hotel is full of Drake Blue. Awesome. I saw them at breakfast. I saw them on the hallways. I got friends calling me on their way down. Uh, I expect a big turnout from these Drake Bulldog fans. And I think the real question is, Loyola, what were their following? Because last year they were up against spring break. They didn't bring many people. But we're seeing an entire change of culture at Loyola. Is That arena is packed. So are they going to bring busloads of people down? I think if that happens, you're going to have some great crowds down here. Illinois State had a big fan base. Valpo, uh, I'm not sure what they'll bring. But, uh, and Northern Iowa, I think they're following this team again because they finished the season strong. And, of course, you got uh, the freshman of the year in A.J. Green for the Panthers. They got a shot now. The Panthers got a shot. A.J. Green plays well. And they, they got to get – maybe this is – they get by this one tonight. I really like their chances, and maybe their chances of cutting down the net. They played incredibly well against Loyola. So uh, to that, in the end, who cuts down the nets and moves on to the NCAA tournament Sunday? Well, it's hard to vote against or go against Loyola, and one of the reasons why because they have Lucas Williamson back, and he was hurt the remainder of the season. He's their Ben Richardson from last year, kind of the, the guy that makes everyone around them better. We call him the force multiplier. He's been back two games. In those two games, he's averaged 11 points. But more importantly, he's had eight steals in those two games. Long, 6'4", can guard four positions. And if you talk to Porter Mosier, he says that Lucas Williamson is the key to this team. They've got the big three in Custer, Crutwig, and Marcus Towns. 
he's the fourth guy, and if he's going well, he'll be hard to beat. Mm. So last thing, Kevin, give us, and I hate to put you on the spot because you're the analyst for both of these games, but if you had to pick one of the two in-state teams to get to tomorrow, sounds like both of their paths are going to be really difficult. Is there one? Is there one team that has a better chance to get to tomorrow than the other? Yo, Ken, that is a great question, and I haven't thought about it, but that is a uh, fantastic question. You know, if Drake was healthy, yeah, DJ Wilkins, it would be easy to pick them. Right. How are they going to respond to that injury and the, another man down is the question. And as I said, Darren DeVries has just done fantastic things and almost unanimous post the year. The Panthers, you never count out Ben Jacobson, their ability to, to shoot the basketball. But I, I'm not sure if Golden Iowa can shoot it well enough three days to win this. Their inside game is a little bit soft, to put it mildly. They don't really have a low post player. So I'm going to say Drake has the best chance to advance because of what they have in Nick McGlynn, Brady Ellison shooting it lights out, and Tremel Murphy. And Illinois State played 24 hours ago, so we'll see. Kevin, great stuff. Hey, Kevin, real quick, where are you next week? I've got the NAI Championship game uh, in the Pentagon on Tuesday. And after that, I'll be having, doing some NIT games. Of course, we won't know where those are until after. Great stuff. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. We'll be uh, listening to you here in about an hour. Appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Kevin Lehman, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star, Hawks Huskers next. Dylan Mods, 1120 Miller & Condon, 1460 KXNO.